This is Stephanie Nelson, host of the Pivotal People podcast. We have great conversations with all kinds of interesting people who are making a difference in the world. Follow us and leave a review if you like this episode so that more people can find us. Thanks for listening. Welcome to Polly Latovsky. Polly is the first woman to walk around the world. She started in 1999 and she did it to raise money for breast cancer research. It actually took her five years. She covered 22 countries, four continents. She walked 14,124 miles. I don't know how many pairs of shoes she went through. We'll ask her, but she raised over a quarter million dollars for breast cancer. She has a book called Three Miles Per Hour about her whole journey, and I've read it. And I'll tell you what, it took me two days. I stayed up until midnight last night reading it, not because I had to, but because I couldn't put it down. It is so good. Today, Polly owns a publishing company, and she helps people publish their books. So welcome, Polly. It's great to have you on the Pivotal People podcast. Well, thanks for having me. I understand you're in Frisco, and I did walk through Frisco at the very end. So I have great fond memories of partying in Frisco. So good to be here. You mentioned my favorite place, Butterhorn Bakery. So (laughs) it's still there. (laughs) It's still there, and you still can't get in. So tell us, there's so much here. You wrote this book as a memoir. Is it your only book? Yeah, it's my only book. It was painful. You know, the the thing with today's publishing world is just that anyone can write a book these days, but what does it take to do a good book? You know, get professionals involved and dive deep and and in the constant tweaking and poking and honing and fussing and I tell people because my book, I, I'm not tooting my horn. I'm just, this is, I'm making a point, but my book has won six national awards and has done quite well. And, and, but I don't consider myself a writer. Right. And so my friends laugh at me. So no, I'm not one who loves writing. So no, that's the only one. <laughs> I love the point you made, which is this. So many people have a story. So many people would like to write a book. They might only write one book because they see one main story in their life. I've actually read that about 85% of people would like to write a book. And I've also read that the chance of getting a book proposal accepted by a traditional publisher is 1%. Yeah, under 1% these days and getting less every year for sure. So, okay, today the whole world of self-publishing has become so sophisticated and what I'd like to hear more about your company because it sounds like it's you're helping people. It's like a com- it's a hybrid between traditional publishing and self-publishing. Tell us more about that. Yeah, the short story that I tell people is <laughs> like I was recently at a class reunion, and Polly, what have you been up to? I could nail this life in two paragraphs, right? <laughs> so anyway, I don't dream my whole life to go walk around the world. I end up doing so. It takes five years. I get done and I start writing a book. It takes me six years to write the book, and then I handed my manuscript over to a crooked publisher. So I had been talking to you know nah, at least having a short conversation with a couple of uh, more traditional houses. And they asked me if I could put some romance in. I'm like, but there wasn't any. What do you want me to make it up? (laughs) And they're like, well, if you could uh, take some literary freedoms. And I'm like, oh, gosh, this is how it's going to be. Oh, I don't know if I like this. And at the time, this is around 2008, I guess. And self-publishing was 
was there, but it was not looked well upon. And frankly, they, they, the quality wasn't very good. So I looked into self-publishing and went, meh. So I did this thing called small independent publishers. And I found this woman and it was a horrible experience. And so this, I call my $15,000 mistake or lesson. And that is that when you're signing a publishing deal, first of all, it's like a one-way street. It's like a marriage. You sign on. There's no exit date. Although, frankly, I see that coming with marriage. <laughs> Can you see that the way the world's moving today? I take thee for seven years. <laughs> and so, so uh, that's one mistake, right? It's Or one, I don't know, one lesson that I learned is about the contracts. Everyone had always mentioned, you got to keep your copyrights. Whatever you do, you keep your copyrights. I was like, all right, already, I'll keep my copyrights. So when I was talking to this small independent publisher, I said, I want to keep my copyrights. She says, yeah, no problem. And I was like, huh, well, that was a little too easy. Well, what no one ever mentioned, what I didn't even know to ask was about all the other rights. And there are a many rights. Chief among them, sales and distribution rights. What that means is that all the sales go through that company. And then you are given a royalty after their cut. Nothing illegal about it. It's just that there is now a much better option. So that's sales and distribution rights. They take all the sales and they give you a royalty every six months. Now, if your royalties don't add up to $75, it rolls into the next one, which means you could get paid maybe every year. Or, and this is standard practice throughout the industry, you can pay $12 to get your $75 check. Okay. Wow. <laughs> so anyway, once I... I started realizing that I was in a hot mess of trouble with this with this publisher who broke, was breaking every clause in the contract. I thought, I got to get out of this. Well, how do you do it? Again, like a marriage, you don't get out of that. You got to, you know, there's screaming and crying and money and attorneys involved. So I get to an attorney and she says, after a while of trying to reason with her, my attorney says, listen, you either have to work it out or you need to run for your life. I'm like, okay, I'll run for my life, which means I'm breaking the contract. And she could come after me for that. But what's she going to get? My kitty cat? You know, just try. So anyway, I got out of that deal, but I was like, well, what now? So this was a great turning point in my life where I saw this I don't know, ad or something about the self-publishing classes, early, early days of self-publishing. So it's a few miles from me and I go and I'm, I'm that person with my arms across my chest, sitting in the back going, yeah, convince me, you know, I've got that attitude, right? So these people start talking and the arms come off my chest and I start moving to the front of the room. And now after lunch, I'm like this person in the, in the front raising my hand all the time. One more question. One more question, sir. I just one more that. question. I've known you 10 minutes and I can definitely see that. <laughs> so my life just exploded in that two-day seminar. And I thought everything leading up to my life has come to this point. And it just was a culmination, an intersection of everything in my life from the creative part to the production part and uh, I can tell life stories, which I love, etc. So I went and I tried to self-publish my book and, of course, learned all the lessons by, 
you know, getting the wrong people involved. And, you know, I, apparently that's my mojo, right? Go make all the mistakes. <laughs> it's so confusing. I'll tell you what, I have a book contract that's 22 pages. Oh, girl, I'm- why? Just let's just make this easy. But anyway, so I, I, I did my own book and learned a lot more lessons and, and, and started devouring, meaning, you know, I ain't got no kids or husband. I have three and a half cats. So, well, the half cat is, I was going to say, what's up with the half cat? (laughs) Well, the half cat is sort of this neighborhood cat that landed in my backyard and really never left. So I think he's officially mine now. Okay. So it does have four legs. All right. (laughs) It is a full cat that thinks he's scamming me by eating four meals a day and sleeping here, but he's not. Anyway, I started diving deep into every aspect, every aspect and started helping other people. My friends would say, you know, go talk to Polly. She's figured out how to do this. And so I started helping people. And now I'm creating charts and flow charts and lists of people to work with. And frankly, lists of people not to work with. And, and I'm meeting them at the Paneras and, and two years go by. And then I got this true story. True is I'm standing right here. I was with a friend of mine who's in the business and we're having coffee. And I said, you know, I'm giving serious thought to starting a company where I manage everyone's project. I do essentially everything a publisher does, but I have no ownership at all. I want authors to own everything, own all their rights, own if they get a one penny royalty, they get it that month, et cetera. She says, oh, God, you should do that because people are asking me. This is the explosion in self-publishing is starting to happen. The next day, someone called me and people were calling me anyway, but I understand you can help me self-publish my book. And I said, yeah, you know, meet me at the Paneras. I got a proposal for you. So I say, listen, I've been doing this now for a couple of years and I want to start a company where I manage someone's project. So I haven't managed anyone's project yet. Would you be my first beta girl? And she said, yeah. And that book went on to become a movie at the Hallmark Channel and win a national award. She went on to do six books with us. And so every November 28th, we always email each other going, happy birthday. And that was 10 plus years ago now. So that's our story in a nutshell. We've gone on to grow exponentially. And we now have five consultants, that is people that do what I do. And we have about 35 editors of every varying genre and type of editing and cover designers, layout designers, and have just been submitted into the U.S. congressional record for for being a new publishing model that interrupted the established publishing world and allowed authors to keep their rights. That just happened this past Wow. Congratulations. This is so wonderful. I have not heard of this kind of a publishing house. Yeah. You had said, I heard you in another interview, you said, I mean, A lot of times people think, oh, you just self-publish. Well, you want it to be a good book. So you want it to be fully edited and you want, so you provide editing services. I read that you had something like a 191 point checklist for authors on producing the book. So the quality is there. You have, you're holding people's hands. It's a very confusing process. It is. And you know, that's the thing is, is, You could self-publish a book for nothing, for zero today. You could put it on a Word document and put it through Grammarly and, you know, get a freecovers.com. No, I don't know if that exists, (laughs) but I might start it. Yeah, go see if that domain's available. 
Um, but you really can. You can produce a book for nothing. Is that a good book? No, it's not. And what are your goals? If your goals are, I want to put together a book for the family reunion this weekend, fine, do that. But if you want a book to be a lead generator in your business and represent you as a professional, you better get professionals involved because even though someone won't know anything about book production, they can look at a book and go, huh, that doesn't look good. That doesn't look professional. You know, and they might not know why, but they do. And I'll tell you, I this happened to me one time. Someone didn't know about my publishing hat. They knew about my walk around the world hat and they wanted to me to be involved with some event of theirs and and was trying to quote unquote woo me <laughs> to do something big for volunteer, whatever. Anyway, I meet him and he pushes his book across the table and go, look at my book. I just picked it up. At a glance, this book was so horribly done. It was it was jerry-rigged together. And I'm kind of a production snob, but you know, so I well, you can judge a book by its cover. Ann Patchett says the book cover. I'm sorry. And, and then I just flipped through it. So nothing about his content. His content could have been great. I sort of doubt it. But the production was so sloppy and breaking every rule. It looked to me like he did put it on a word document. And I could tell this was a shortcut taker and not a professional. Didn't take pride in his work. Didn't go the extra yard. And I said no to him. He doesn't know why I said no to him. But it was because he put this sloppy book in front of So what if he's trying to, you know, get me as a client? Right. So anyway, my point is, yes, you can do a book for nothing. But if you want to become a writer, you got to get professionals involved. Like you said, if you're representing your business, your book needs to be as professional as possible. But how expensive is it for people to have like a service like yours involved? I'm going to give a range. Okay. Because one of the things that makes us different is that we don't do packages. And frankly, it makes it more difficult for us. And I even have uh, various uh, coaches in my life have said, you should do packages. It'd be so much easier. Well, we don't because frankly, they don't work. I mean, don't you go to the IHOP and say, I'll have the number one, but no sausage and extra something, something. And could you change the cheese? I mean, the packages don't work. So we sit down with you and figure out what your goals are. Someone who wants to become a writer and a bestseller, and we're going to move them in this direction with the proper writing coach slash development editor that loves that genre. If someone says, I really want to do this family legacy book, oh, I am not going to put them through an expensive you know, development edit, et cetera. So I will say anywhere from you know, 4,000 on the low end to say 12,000 on the high end. Mm -hmm. So if I give them that big overview, okay, and that depends on how big the book is, what genre it is, and what kind of shape it's in. So if someone comes to me with a 130,000 word fiction book, those are expensive to produce because you got character development and plot development, and you need probably three rounds of editing. And then you you find me a 30,000 word how-to you know, fill in the blank. And that's going to be a lot less because there's no characters, no plot development. Step one, step two, (laughs) sequential. (laughs) Well, and let's talk about, so that people understand uh, that, let's just look at high end, $12,000. However, I know as an author, tell us what you make per book when you self-publish as compared to per book 
with the royalties with the traditional publisher. Oh, that is great. And we do take people through that so they understand the whole picture. So let's take an average. Let's take an average, the the, the baseline 50,000 word book that is $15. Okay. That's just a baseline. Let's say if you were publishing that through publisher, you might get a $20,000 advance. Out of that $20,000, you have to go through an agent and they get 20%. Okay. And then Uncle Sam takes 25, 30%, somewhere in there. Okay. So let's say you land with 10,000, even though you have a $20,000 advance, you end up with 10,000, but you have to earn back your 20,000. So how do you earn it back? You earn it back through royalties and your royalties on that book would be about 50 to 60 cents, depending on your, on your contract. Per book, right. Per book. So how many books do you need to sell? So let's take that same $15 book, 50,000 words. And the reason I'm saying word count is because that translates into page count. Okay. And page count equals how much the printing is going to be. So let's say uh, it's a 200 page book. You might get six, $7 per book through a royalty on Amazon. But if you're selling direct to the consumer, you've bought that book for maybe three and a half dollars and you sell it for 15. So what's that? 11 and a half dollars. <laughs> yeah. There was a study put out. Uh, I think it was through the independent book publishers association where they're, they followed, they followed 10 people throughout five years. All 10 of them had the same kind of book. Half of them were traditional published half were self-published. They all sold about the same amount of books, which is about 5,000 books. So how much more money are these people making self-published versus the traditional published? Okay. Right. So and that was a very interesting study. Yeah. And I've been to a couple of workshops. If someone is a, like you're a motivational speaker, if someone's a speaker, then you're going to sell books at the back of the room when you're done. Yeah. And in that case, self-publishing makes so much sense because as you said, you're getting 11 bucks per book. Okay. So for traditional publishers, if someone gets, you know, goes with a traditional publisher, you get an advance. My understanding is a small percentage of authors actually sell enough books to earn more than their advance. Exactly. And I'll tell you what, I had seen that statistic sometime like six, seven years ago, and I haven't seen it since, but it was in the 80 percentile of authors that don't hit the earn back. So that $20,000 advance where they actually ended up with 10,000, they don't get another payday and they don't have their rights for upwards of 20 years. Okay. Now that can change depending on your contract, but that's a ballpark. Yeah. Right. So there's all kinds of benefits to self-publishing. So when people hear, you know, $12,000, you're like, mm, if you sold 5,000 books at, you know, 11 bucks a pop, what is that? $55,000? Is that right? Did I get that right? I bet. Yeah. Don't, don't make me do that. It's about $55,000. So it's worth the expenses is my point. And it's not only that, there's a sense of self-pride for most people who want to write a book, it's just, as you said, we're not writers, but we are people with a story. The 85% of people, you want to have some self-pride in your memoir. You want it to be professional. You don't know who might read this. So there's a whole lot of value to that. It's an investment in, in your memoir being read by people. Yeah, it's got to be very clear to people that when 
you get a contract with a publisher that they own your right. They're, that's what they're doing is they're purchasing your copyrights. And right. that makes me very twitchy, of course. And there's now all kinds of fights because it's not necessary anymore. It's not necessary. And here's the myth. Okay. Hang on. You sitting down, you sitting down. Yes. Okay, I'm ready to blow your mind because this blows everybody's mind. And the one mistake I didn't make because I made them all, okay? But a big publisher will not do your marketing for you. You are meant to do your own marketing. Right. So how do people get in touch with you, Polly, to find out how to publish their book? Thank you. Yes, we give a free consultation to, uh, to everybody. I want everyone to understand exactly what they're getting into. It's so funny when people are done with our consultation, we go... I learned so much. I learned so much. We basically give them a one-on-one class on the publishing world and the trends and the whatever, but they, everyone's book goes in a different direction. So yes, if you go to mywordpublishing.com and then you can set up a a full consultation with us. Mywordpublishing.com. It will be in the show notes. Um, Polly also has their own website. If you're interested in having her speak to your group, pollylatofsky.com. And I would encourage people, go to Amazon. I downloaded Polly's book on Kindle because I wanted to read it really quickly. It's there. It's called Three Miles Per Hour, 3 MPH. It is entertaining. It is educational. I am not a world traveler. I learn so much about other cultures, but Polly makes it funny. She is funny. And it is so inspiring in terms of perseverance. I was telling my husband this morning, Polly, after I stayed up to midnight reading your book, I cannot believe the stuff that you went through, just the fact that you were in the rain. In five years, people, she did not have one sick day. No, no. I got, just to be clear, I had food poisoning three times, but that was just quick and painful. <laughs> so. So she, and, and she just plowed through and she was there during a very difficult time. 9-11 happened when she was in a Muslim country. Mm-hmm. If you want to see the world through a, a set of eyes without having to go anywhere, I would just recommend getting her book. And I will tell you, even after all these years, it is still one of the best-selling books in the travel category. It's number four on Amazon in travel memoirs. I mean, that's pretty amazing. So I think everyone's doing themselves a favor if they read your book. And I just thank you so much for your time. You're delightful. And I'm glad that you are helping other people get their stories out there. Thanks so much, Stephanie. And hey, when I drive not walk up to frisco let's go to that butternut i will i will take you to (laughs) butterhorn bakery absolutely (laughs) thank you for having me in person take care bye thanks for listening today we hope you're inspired and if you like the episode please take a moment to go to your podcast platform and follow us and leave a review so more people can find us now go out and be the pivotal person that you are